Warning, the following podcast may contain spoilers. It may also contain content too frightening for people with a weak disposition. If you're too frightened to carry on, we suggest that you go and listen to some soothing music, light a candle and hide underneath a blanket. If you're ready to carry on, follow us into a world of 100 horrors. You are listening to... What's clicking? clicking? That's your laptop plugged in. <laughs> Fox. Is that a click trap? Leave all this in. Mm. Oh. Oh. All right here. Ho, ho, hey! ho. Green room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Hello. 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 And welcome to this week's episode of 100 Hello. Horrors. Uh, this week we're talking about the 2015 uh, horror thriller Green Room. Hello. Uh, Written and directed by Jeremy Sornia. Beadle. Uh, starring Anton Yelchin as Pat, the bassist of the Ain't Rights. Uh, Imogen Poots as Amber, who is Emily's mm. friend. Mm. Uh, Alice, blah, 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 Joe Cole, blah, blah, and Patrick Stewart. Um, synopsis. And this was written by some AI. So it's quite long. And oh, I haven't read, read it. The synopsis was. Yeah, I thought yeah. you meant the, uh, the, the film was. Did you ever write your own, Rob? No. <laughs> Minimal I effort, couldn't do maximum. Justice. Couldn't do just input this, this podcast. I spend all my time on uh, IMDb trivia. Oh. So, uh, Green Room is a gripping and intense thriller that takes audiences on a pulse-pounding journey in the dark and dangerous world of punk rock and neo-Nazism. Directed by Jeremy Sonia, the film follows the harrowing story of a struggling punk rock band, The Ain't Rights, as they unknowingly stumble upon a violent and deadly situation. The Eight Rights, consisting of Pat, played by Anton Yelchin, Sam, alias Shawcat, Reese, Joe Cole, and Tiger, Callum Turner, are a young and penniless punk band travelling through the Pacific Northwest in their worn-out van. Desperate for cash, they reluctantly accept a last-minute gig at a remote, isolated venue in the Oregon backwards, which turns out to be a neo-Nazi bar run by the menacing Darcy banker, Patrick Stewart. There's only two more bits left. After, after, a co- after a chaotic and tense performance, the band accidentally witnesses a brutal murder in the club's green room. Panicking, they barricade themselves inside a room, bloody hell, which unwittingly trapping themselves in a life or death standoff with Darcy's ruthless gang. Then some Nazis try and get them. Including Skinhead Gabe uh, with their survival hanging by a thread, uh, muster all the courage and care the neo-Nazis, blah, blah, blah. What follows heart something battle for survival. And that's the last time we use AI to write a synopsis. Too long. That is mental. I cut some out as well. That's too long. <laughs> uh, budget was five billion. Box office, any guesses? 20, um, 27. Seven. I, seven million. I think it bombed. <clears throat> Did it bomb? Uh, sorry, I can't hear you. Talking to your mic, please. Oh, sorry. I said, I think it bombed, <laughs> didn't it? Uh, well, what do you think? Uh, box of figure. So, give a figure. What? What did they spend? Five mil. I'm going to say Cash. four mil. Close three point eight. Oh, it's a shame. Yep, twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> twenty-seven pounds. Uh, taglines. There's only one. Uh, now, whatever you saw. Actually, I'll do it in Patrick Stewart's voice. <laughs> now, whatever you saw or did is no longer my concern. But let's be clear. 
It won't end well. That was Roy Atkinson as Blackadder. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> and I've seen everything. Nazi punks. Uh, scare Factor. The Scare Factor. Now, dear listener, you may have heard... The dulcet the, tones. The dulcet tones of, uh, <laughs> of Josh Whelan there. Hello, Josh Boy. We brought him on because he's dying. Yeah. <laughs> We're all dying. Thank you for granting my last wish. This is a make a wish. He's man. also got his balls out. Yeah. Put them away. Again, thank you for letting me do that. Yeah, no, <laughs> make a wish. Yeah. <laughs> make a wish. You may remember Josh is the, the guy who kicked that Japanese lady. <laughs> Single-handedly sparked the war between Britain and Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kicked was, anyone else? Uh, not recently, Any no. Germans or anything? No. Uh, not, that well, admit, Amsterdam, right? <laughs> not that I'm willing to admit. Not that I'm willing to admit on a podcast, no. The Dutch. A bit of Dutch, yeah. Yeah, a bit of Dutch kind yeah. of kicking there. There's a great podcast in that that Josh just goes around the world and kicks people. <laughs> <laughs> Interviews the people he's kicked. Kicking it with Josh Whelan. <laughs> uh, so the usual questions. How's your life changed since being on the podcast? Well, it's been amazing, to be honest. Um, Thanks. Saw the mortgage out. Don't have a job anymore. <laughs> the Royalties are coming in. Bottles of champagne. Just. It's really, I'm, I'm still waiting for that first Royal East check, though. Well, we that, are as well. I was going to say that would really smooth it over, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, highs to highs. That two pence will come through sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, me and Rob are still waiting for from Matty, who says that we haven't got any, but... I need to fund my drug habit. Anyway, um, so as usual, uh, we'll, we'll get the scores from the guest, uh, Josh, and it won't go to the final score, but um, we'll start with you, Josh. Uh, scare Factor on Green Room. Uh, I give this an 8.5. Just punk bands. Punk bands. Punk band Paul. <laughs> Pistols Paul. Four. Uh, what? Yeah, I didn't think that was going to be popular. Um, mass. Minor threat. Minor threat. <laughs> mass. Go <laughs> on. <laughs> Minor threat, Matt. 7.5. I've gone with... Uh, Rancid Rob. Rancid. Rancid and Ramones Rob. Uh, I'll give it an eight. Jesus. Yeah, good. Good. You're the odd one out this week. I am. Yeah. Oh, we'll come back to you, Paul. And then Josh. Well, what's clicking? Oh, it's, it's your phone. <laughs> on the, uh, it's my phone. Yeah, yeah, all you right. Put it on the, Sorry. Well, on me, the cable. I, I did my notes on my phone like you, right. Rob. I just hold it up. Um, but it just, it's the feng shui is all wrong. <laughs> 8.5. The first time I saw this film... It was at 10 o'clock at night on a long-haul flight. I was very, very drunk. And this film sucked me into the film so much, I was just I could not take my eyes off the screen. What nationality was, had you been kicking? Well, I was actually on the way back from the same <laughs> from Japan, Japan, from the same <laughs> Japanese. And I was actually sat next to a woman who champion, wasn't also Japanese. And she did not appreciate She did not appreciate me watching this film next to her. And I was jumping out of my seat in all the gory bits. I was like... <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm surprised they would short it in uh, on a plane. Yeah, oh, me did too. It, did they cut any out? Because the few times I've watched films that are like you know past past a twelve a on a film, yeah. on a plane they've cut bits out. It's really ruined the film. No, well I don't think they did. The only thing was when I was watching it yesterday because I hadn't seen this since like 2016. For some reason I thought there was a crossbow involved, but obviously mm. there isn't. All right, but mm. um, also watch the Hunger Games on the same flight. 
Yeah. I can't remember what I was watching the flight. I think I watched Interstellar after that. Great film. I tried yeah. to watch that on a plane and I was I was about 24 hours into being awake and I just it didn't make any sense to me. Doesn't it? Have you watched, yeah. tried to watch it since? Yeah, boring. What? But then what would you know? You've given this a four, so... Yeah, idiot. Fair enough. Justify that part. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. I thought, I thought you'd skipped over a No, no, no. No, but like, like I say, I watched this film on a flight and I was like so into it. Like I was, I felt like I was there. I was really, really intense. And then last night, I wanted to watch it again um, and turned out that my girlfriend had give away the TV without letting me know. <laughs> so I had to watch it on a MacBook. So I've, so I've not actually seen this film on a screen bigger than 14 inches. <laughs> Ever. Ever. And both times I've been like glued to the tiny little screen, yeah. jumping out of my skin with very tinny, those crappy little, audio. Those little uh, headphones you get from a plane. Yeah. <laughs> that don't quite fit around your head. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think it's a brilliant film. It's really intense. It feels real. It feels like you're in there. Um, I knocked a couple of points off it. Well, one and a half points off it. The big one for me was like, I don't think the heroin thing was that relevant i didn't see the point in that what uh what that that he'd given them bad heroin no just the the like the lab underneath the oh right yeah. I, I, I just think that was just a bit over egging it i think that made it feel unrealistic to me mm. like if that wasn't there if that was just a, a basement like because in that environment you wouldn't be surprised if it was like bad heroin kicking around i guess mm. but the fact that they had a lab it just and then i feel like stylistically it could have been a bit grittier Cause it's a really gritty film, yeah, but then yesterday, polished. yeah, yeah, yesterday I was watching yeah, I, it. I quite like how pretty it is. I think it's like technically very well, very well put together. Yeah, and, um, I know it's, I know it's like an A twenty four film, and yeah, it's really, really polished. It's really easy on the eye, but I just, I thought it could have just been a bit muckier. I think if it was a bit muckier, <laughs> muckier. it would. If if this was like VHS quality, it would be unbearable to watch because of how violent this film is at times. There's a there's yeah. a scene in it. Uh, where they're trying to, you did it again with your phone. Yeah. Where, yeah. Try, where a character's, he's given a gun back. The the, the boss Nazi, let's call him Hitler, is uh, <laughs> is, is, is like negotiated to get the gun back from him. So he hands Darcy, a, he's called he, uh, Patrick Stewart. He hands a gun round a door, and then some Nazi grabs his arm and starts hacking it with a with a machete. And he's going, oh God, please! And then he pulls his arm back in and like a fantastic practical effect of his hand nearly fully cut yeah. off. It's just disgusting. And I think if that was any grittier, it would be, it would be too realistic and too, too violent, too horrible. Yeah. I do think as well, sorry, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, after we did the dog soldiers film, you said that in dog soldiers, that there was a sense that they got stuck in the room. And ever since you said that, I've noticed how much that happens in horror movies where people end up backed in a room. Yeah. And then when I was thinking about doing this podcast, I was thinking, this is just them backed in a room again. How am I going to feel about it, knowing about this dynamic that you brought up last time? Yeah. And then what I found really interesting is the fact that they had like a bad guy in the room with them that opened up that dynamic. And I think that's that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, they, they trap a... They trap a Nazi in the room with him, don't yeah. they? And one lad wants to keep showing off the armbar he can throw on there and he keeps yeah. putting him in an armbar the whole time to stop him Nazi saluting all over but everyone. I think that was a really good way of stopping that, like you trapped in a room versus them on the outside kind of dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, it was clever. They, they did break out the room quite quite a few times as well. They tried to escape the, the compound, which is like this dirty <clears throat> punk venue that they played in. I think one of the reasons I like the film so much is because it's a very realistic setting like we've the yeah, majority of us have note, played in yeah. bands and we've played venues that look somewhat like that not necessarily with all the white power stickers around although i was playing a club the other night 
and there was a couple of white power stickers up just a just a, a, a working men's club in Middlesbrough and then there was like a odd neo-nazi sticker and then a white power group sticker just in the dressing room where people go and play Ed Sheeran songs oh god so, name it name it I'm not going to name the club because I love Patrick the club Stewart I get paid well to go I mean I don't get paid for it at all yeah and then the uh, the owner hacked our singer's arm um, so I have played in places like that but a lot of punk venues do look like that and it feels very realistic yeah. um, when you see that kind of thing more people there than there ever was for my bands though so yeah, it was unrealistic. Yeah, the, the size of the crowd and how into it they were. I uh, I thought it was really good. Um, and yeah, same thing. Like I, I know the feeling. Uh, I've had gigs like that. I think that's um, maybe why I've maybe scored it down. I've I could don't not come relate. To well, it. it was it was critically acclaimed though, wasn't it? Like even though it bombed, it was, oh, yeah. it was like a cult following. So I would imagine that all them are in bands. I think you're just an idiot. There was a move where <laughs> a bad taste. <laughs> there was a bit where uh, Imogen Poots, Imogen Poots's character. Um, after they've knocked out someone, oh, it's the guy who keeps putting armbars on that Nazi, then puts a chokehold on him. He's just desperate to show off all his skills and chokes him out. And then everyone's like, right, you won't be in trouble now. And they look back and she's just got a box cutter slicing up from his groin to his neck. Oh, <laughs> and everyone's yeah. like, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah. That that's, bit, that's three points me. for me. That. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good bit because she was just dead blase about it. Um, and it was, <laughs> again, super violent. I think a lot of the time this film does like understate, even though it's over the top violence, very realistic it understates it a lot. So as she's like up his belly, there's no score. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And in the final shootout where Patrick Stewart and the, the head Nazi, they're all shooting at this bit. There's no score or anything like that. It's just like total, total matter of fact that they're getting shot and then them two characters die there and there's no fanfare about it. It's just like, right, they're dead now. I, yeah. like, I like that. I liked how blunt it all was. I think um, the concept was really good uh, and it was genuinely frightening. It felt very claustrophobic throughout it. It was probably one of the, even though it's not like a supernatural horror or anything like that, it was probably one of the scarier ones that I've seen. Um, but the main thing that brought it down was the whole time they were speaking in riddles. I was really struggling to follow yeah. some of the like yeah. subplots and stuff. Like the bit where um, I think this band Cowcatcher, who are um, the like a black metal um, Nazi band, yeah. they're the headliners. Yeah, basically Patrick Stewart decides to kill them by giving them bad heroin. But then he also pays his like uh, his boot soldiers with heroin. But then he puts like the uh, and like another gang's stamp on it or something like that. So if they get caught, then it it like turns out the heroin. It was so like subtle that I had to like get well. We had to get the script up and read through it to figure yeah. out what was going on. There's loads of little bits. Track. I was like, I'm I'm not I'm missing something here. Yeah, I, I do agree. I do think they just put a little bit too much on top, like too much storyline in. It's cool. I wonder, is it, is it from a book? It feels like that's the kind of thing that happens when it's when it's no, been I don't a, think so. a novel no, to try and no. work things through. Rob, no, no. Um, did Would everyone see it that uh, in cow in was it Cowcatcher? Yep. On their set list, there was a song called "Cripple the Children." Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> at least they're not killing them. <laughs> at worse. least they're not killing it's them. It's worse because then the parents <laughs> yeah. suffer more. They've got to look after them forever. Look, look after a crippled boy. Yeah, and punk haircut silly as well. They are that uh, Chelsea cut. You know, it's like it's like you're wearing a hat of hair, and then, is that uh, Imogen Poots is there? Yeah, yeah. But it's like short, and then you've just got like a bit of a mullet at the bottom. Silly that. It looked all right on her. I just, I would, I wouldn't want it. Very. This when do you one. wash it? Yeah. When yeah. Do, you, do you wash the it, when the short bit gets greasy or when the long bit gets? It'd be greasy annoying as well because uh, like drying it, the top would be really hot and dry, dead quick with a hairdryer. <laughs> <laughs> Within the back, would be dead long and wet. How really do you wash a mohawk? You don't. People who have mohawks don't wash them. I bet they stink. The the one of the ways that punks use uh, get their massive mohawks to stay up is they use fence glue. 
You know the glue that you use to hold fences. Oh, is it worth to it? No, it isn't. How is do you it? sleep on one? Do they just spring down the dreadlocks. How do you sleep on them? Stink. Yeah. Paul, you give it a four. I think it was a. I I, I don't see what the. It's just my opinion. I don't see what the the attraction was for the film. You're no not to rock and roll enough for baby. Uh, it was a very. You, you agree with the cause? <laughs> that was probably think. Oh, what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> Them poor Nazis. <laughs> Let's get this this ragtag band Pro- out of it. Propaganda. They just attacked that Patrick Stewart for no reason. I thought it was a very, I thought it was a very passive film. It was. I don't. I wasn't scared. Wasn't claustrophobic. Not really. No, just uh, that's just how I feel. Uh, I think your screen was probably to too big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need a smaller. Watch on your iPhone now. Just put it right in front of your face. I mean, it wasn't a bad film. There's a lot worse films that we've done. I did like the gory scenes and some of the death scenes were quite inventive, but I just I d- couldn't get couldn't get it. Couldn't, the couldn't the get other thing, it. what sort of like like I said, I felt quite claustrophobic and, and frightened throughout the whole thing. The the thing that kept like taking me out of the like the zone was uh, Patrick Stewart trying to do an American accent. Yeah, yeah, was it American? Was it English? He kept switching between the two. It, it was, work out he what just he put like a do. bit of an American twang in the end of things. <laughs> like, go and get my gun. Like that. <laughs> just like remembering like halfway through a sentence, like, oh, I should be Shit, talking in an accent. Go here. and find my dollars. Have you seen okay. extras? Have you seen extras? Put it in the yeah. trunk. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. yeah. Can't take him seriously after extras. Yeah. It's too late. <laughs> I've seen everything. Trivia. Trivia. Um, trivia there was quite a lot good um, good for once I read the trivia for this when I first saw it when it first came out and I remember laughing lords at one of them uh, I don't want to step I, on I, your, I didn't laugh at anything I don't want to step on your toes but. because he's a horrible person <laughs> Rob yeah <laughs> yeah during the holocaust <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, how many million <laughs> number one Patrick Stewart took this role on in order to highlight the dangers of neo-fascism he seems like a bit of a do-gooder. True. Yeah, true. False. I think he's a wild child. What are you saying? I'm saying true. False. <laughs> he's a false. I think he's a full-blown Nazi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart was fuming at the script. He said there wasn't enough. Um, <laughs> they said uh, in an interview that when he finished reading the script at his, at his country home in England, it was so terrifying that he locked up his house, turned on the security system and poured himself a scotch. He then knew that he wanted to play the Darcy Banker role because a character that uh, that horrifying would be an incredible challenge and make for a compelling movie. That was the one that I laughed at. The the picture of Patrick Stewart just going, oh, oh and having a look all his dogs and some scotch. There's a bit in um, in extras as well where he goes, good Lord. And I just pictured him doing that at the end of reading the script. On the grass. <laughs> yeah. um, Is Darcy a good name for an evil person? Darcy. If you say it in an American accent, not not like Darcy. Hello, Darcy. It's a bit, yeah. a bit more camp in, uh, in English. Like, well, in his accent. Darcy! Number two. None of the actors know how to play their instruments. Or False. New. Or new. I think they do now. Uh, true. True. False. I'm going to go true. So what are you saying? They do know how to play them. I think they do now, but they didn't when they started. Oh, well. <laughs> That's what I- Hang on, let me That's think about this. right then, isn't it? At the time, they know. When they agreed to do it, they didn't know how to play. Well, that's partially true, partially false. Oh, oh, I'll rework this. Partial, 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 partial point. Right, basically, 
None of them Sorry, know how to play their instrument. Well, right, some of them did. Did they know how to play the instrument? <laughs> when they started the film, did they know how to play an instrument? <laughs> some, some did, some didn't. While the tracks were recorded separately, the stage performances, the actors and actress actually performed their songs. Yeah, Ant Yelchin, R.I.P., and Alia Whoa, who's dead? Which one's dead? Ant Yelchin? Yeah. Hang on, I'll get to that. They oh, already knew how to play I their know, instruments. I think I know, yep, I know who he is, bless him. They already knew how to play their instruments, but according to Jeremy, Sonia Callum Turner had no experience with any sort of music. Joe Cole also learned to play drums specifically Jesus. for this movie. Wow, hardest Not very instrument. well either. Didn't, didn't look... Hardest instrument? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I can play every other one, but not drums. So. Mm. Play a recorder? Mm-hmm. Liar. Um, yeah, Anna Yelchin. Do you know how he died? Yeah. Is, is he the... I'll, does somebody else want to say Who is he? No, you go, Josh. Is he the guy who was, was in Star Trek, up. wasn't he? All oh, right, okay. Yeah, it's um, oh. the handbrake failed on his car and it rolled down the hill. God, squished him, yeah. yeah. Christ. Was yeah, that he, him? he got pinned against his, uh, his own gate. Jeez, was that the one not long ago? Yeah, it was like 2017. Yeah. This was his last yeah. film. Yeah, that's horrible. That's like, Poor lad. That's like God's, God's got you, hasn't it, though? Yeah, yeah well, I, I know there was uh, a recall on that car and I think they're trying to sue. Who I can't remember that's make, like but, yeah. Final Destination that. it yeah. is like Final yeah. Destination yeah. but then the car would just go back up the drive like nothing happened yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it was death, death was in the car yeah. and undid the handbrake and then totally he just got, out, got out and ran off this is 100 hours making light of a man's actual death horrible death though. Uh, number three the vendor used to create temporary tattoos for this movie declined the work until it was proved that these were only being used for a movie false true false Patrick Stewart again. Yeah, I don't so, remember any neo-Nazi tattoos. There's a, there's loads. Um, yeah, long story. Well, the, the, what's his face? Uh, Macon Blair. I can't remember. He played like the Patrick Stewart's underling. They only got his red laces. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a big, you know, the wings. Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, there's a long story around it. But Macon Blair, who played. I can't remember his name. Um, was Sonia the director and writer's best friend? Uh, and he he started in his, he started in his like first film as well, Blue, something or other. Uh, he had to audition himself, and basically he went out because. Oh, oh, sorry. He had to audition himself because uh, basically Sonia said, "Well, I, I can't picture you as a Nazi." So the way he did that was he went online and bought a load of Nazi tattoos and stuck them all over himself. <laughs> Whether like, do, do you want but, me to beat up some Hispanic yeah. people to do that as well? If you, but initially um, they wouldn't sell them them because they were like, well, no, obviously they wouldn't sell them that. <laughs> but they've got them to sell. Yeah, I don't they have to make them up. No, like they, you can. I think you can request, like you can send your designs. So I imagine he's gone online. Oh right, got a lot of swastikas. Like, can you make that, please? And they were like, no. But like, there must be like a big warehouse in Hollywood somewhere, full of just swastika. full of swastika yeah. and flags. Yeah. There must be a point Indiana where Jones. Yeah, I was going to say there must be a point where Hollywood makes more Swastika flags than all Germany of ever that. Did. Everyone, everyone knows Steven Spielberg of all people is a massive Nazi and has loads of memorabilia <laughs> yeah. that he just keeps in his house. Yeah, he, he, must, he, like Lemmy, his memorabilia. He brings them to the set. Yeah, <laughs> just wears an he SS uniform. The studio <laughs> Make, makes twenty quid for each film. <laughs> um, number four, two acres of corn were bought for this film. Two acres. False. Three. False. Yeah, I'm going to say false. I think it's more. Drill. Uh, yeah, they bought two acres of corn just for that first shot, you know, where they've um, they've crashed into it. And there's no <laughs> oh, yeah. So they had to buy two acres of corn for that overhead shot of the van having driven into the field. 
Fall foliage was creeping into the Oregon landscape and they had just missed the summer harvest. Ooh, bugger. Human. Uh, number five, several real bands were asked to stand in place for the fictional national socialist black metal band uh, Cowcatcher. However, False. Sonia obviously found great difficulty in finding the band. False. False. I reckon you can find any band to play. Yeah, play false. Nazis. False. Razor light. They'd be afraid. Let's sing Bastille. Bastille. Genesis. Genesis. Phil Collins <laughs> and his little fat head. Ed Sheeran. They were, oh, ju- they were just actors. And his band. I'd rather watch a fucking Nazi band than <laughs> twat. They were just actors. So. Good. <laughs> uh, I don't want to so. die. <laughs> How do people die in this? There's only one that sticks in my head. Die. Stabbed. Shot. I, yeah, I think the worst ones where the guy jumps out the window and he's like crawling on the floor and that guy's like stabbing oh, him in the yeah, back. That's I think horrible. When that happened, I was yeah. like, oh, God. What about I'd the one who gets get stabbed? Caught open. Well, yeah. it's a very peaceful death because he was already choked out, wasn't he? Yeah, so you uh, got sli- sliced up, know. stabbed in the back, uh, the dog, dog. dog eats your throat. That, that's God. Nice. Shot. Um, shot in the face with a shotgun. Oh, God. Yeah, that I think fun. that was it. I'm quite frightened. Well, I say quite. I'm very frightened of dogs. So yeah, uh, I would have thought dogs. the dog eating my throat would be a literal nightmare come true for me. Yeah, because dogs stink as well. So it'd be horrible. Wow. Especially those kind. The ones that are like oily when you pet them. Oh, There's, okay. uh, like a staffy. Yeah. It was a pit bull, wasn't it? I think it was a pit bull, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, they stink. They, yeah, I bet they're humdingling. Loyal, though. Are they? Not the ones that eat kids. He laid down. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, that, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. That How one. Do you know the kid's not very nice to it? <laughs> yeah, it's pulling its tail. Them six-week-old babies that get mauled in this country by pit bulls must have been winding it up. Might it run. Yeah, probably were. Crying all the time. Might be probably hungry. were. Dog. <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> what would you say to them at a funeral? It's all. It, go on. It's okay. Nine to cry. <laughs> I don't know. I've done. Anyone got a strepsil? Nah, good. good. Since it was Pitbull, I was going to go with, so let's make a night you won't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the one you won't forget. Timber. Mr. Worldwide. Dad. Timber. Mr. Worldwide. Um, Mr. Worldwide. What a titty is. Massive in Gambia, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Big in Namibia. Um, <laughs> Antarctica. Mr. Worldwide. Hawaii. I love them in New Zealand. I can't even think of any. There's loads as well. Uh, the old dog and bone. See if, uh, see if any of these. <laughs> see, see if any of these. Uh, I bet he's feeling woof. Inspire. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, there Cheers, we go. Yeah. So you've, you've kind of got a bingo there. Oh, uh, hair of the dog. Uh, hair of the dog. <laughs> a new a new contributor this week. Hi, Jeremy Vroman. Jezzy. Uh, Big Jez. Big Jez. He said, "Call him." Got in touch to say, um, "Man, that's rough." Mm. Very good. good. Thank you, Jeremy. Well done. Mr. Callum Langford got in touch to say that we all know she could be a bitch at pa- times, pa- but it's still a rough way to go. Poor, but not forgotten. Pause, pause, uh, pause pa- for thought. Poor him <laughs> to die. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the wonderful Miss V Light got in touch to say her death saddens me to the pit of my stomach. I'm all chewed up about it. Pit bull of my stomach. <laughs> Bread's all there for anybody fancies a bite. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Daniel Whitlock, who's becoming a bit of a uh, consistent contributor, said, uh, I always. Oh, hang on. 
I always said her bark was worse than a bite. You'd be wrong, Daniel, because uh, it bit his, his throat out. Oh, her? It was a woman in there, wasn't it? I can't remember. Finally, yeah, it was, yeah. Finally. Some, some equality. Some equality, finally. Women being killed in horror. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Matt Toppin said, um, did this happen in Barking? No, it was in America. He's very London-centric, though, isn't he? He said, whoever... It's happened in Barking, did it. I bet he did. I bet he did. It's rough way in there. Oh, oh, I, I went out. A fucking dog's came up, mate. Ripped my fucking throat out. What are you thinking there? <laughs> uh, and then he went on to say whoever did let those dogs out should be charged with manslaughter Mr Phil Saunders that'd said that'd be one as lower him down who let the dogs out <laughs> <laughs> Mr Phil Saunders got in touch to say that's rough um, oh no I didn't write down Simon's second name sorry si- says oh no it's Simon Hughes Le it bon. must be Simon, Simon Hughes Simon <laughs> <laughs> Bond <laughs> Simon Pegg it was uh, Simon Hughes got in touch to say such a pity Oh, very that she good. died yeah. uh, and I'll always remember the way she tried to voice her opinions uh, Mr Nick McCauley Mr Nick Wanker go. got in touch to say what a pity he's toned it down a little bit uh, pathetic Chris Jameson Jamo's got in touch to say Jamo. born appetite bitch very good <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and another, I think another new contributor, Mr. Liam Williams, got in touch to say, uh, maybe he was search, maybe the dog was searching for the hero inside herself. <laughs> Very good. Um, I Mr. think it's safe to say, rabies and gentlemen. Uh, oh! Ladies and gentlemen. Oh! Hey, hey. Rabbit. <laughs> Josh, do you know what time it is? Uh... Fun facts, sad facts. With Mr. Silly Man himself, Ryan McCann. <laughs> silly <laughs> Man. Funny Man, Silly Man. This is my favourite bit of the podcast. It's a great bit. It's a great bit. Don't, don't lay it on too thick. We'll have to start paying him. <laughs> Fun fact. Pit bulls were the dominant breed used for bull or bear baiting. This was a horrific blood spot where bulls or bears were shackled to a stake and antagonised. Pit bulls were set loose to fight them. This vicious sport dates back to the 12th century and was finally banned in 1835. Sad fact. Speaking of bait, the medical examiner said the mauled remains reminded them of chum. Mm. And then, oh. and then, and then that YouTube link there, he's just sent me a link to a video called How to Make Chum. So I've got a good look at what a chum looks like. <laughs> looks bloody horrible, but good chum, catching chum bucket. Um, I'm going to run this one. We haven't done it in a while. The real world runtime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do a long speech. It's going to be very flea. That was the wrong section. That was the wrong section. You just ruined it. Yeah, right. I was going to say, you know, if someone offers you a gig at a Nazi place, just say no. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know it was definitely Nazis. Yeah, but when they turned up and all the Nazis there, I'd be like, I tell you what. You can't back out. I'm just going to go to my car. Also, if if there's one thing Nazis hate, it's people who are impolite. Yeah. And also, if you if you've seen a murder, you're not going to route going. Oh, I'm following the police. I'm following the police. You just keep quiet and drive off. I. I don't think they helped anything by opening their set with a cover of Nazi Punk's Fuck Off. Yeah. I think that that... that, Good song, but wrong setting. That, yeah. Wrong crowd. (laughs) That just poked the beehive, that. And then they'd be like, oh, right, they've played that and now they've seen the murdered girl in the dressing room. Right, get them out. At the risk of getting my head kicked in, Nazi Punk's look stupid. They all look stupid. Tell you what, like, it it goes completely against, like, Nazis as well, because Nazis are these clean-cut SS, horrible, like, villains. Then you've got some Doyle in Doc Martens. 
Yeah, the skinhead, Nazi, uh, and a bomber jacket. The gentleman well, Nazi. Uh, well, that's the thing about about Nazi, like the classic Nazis. The the war Hugo the Boss suits, didn't they? The oh, classic, yeah. the classic. Yeah. They were very well put together. The they looked they looked uh, very smart. They did terrible things. Yeah, these idiots, these crust punks. I was going to say, while last last night said that they don't look crusty or smelly enough. So they look, yeah. they look like Hollywood punks. Yeah, it's not true. Like yeah. Proper yeah. Ones. Couldn't you stand, smell them. Ironically, your standard Nazi, I think, like your classics, they would hate the white power boozing. Let's go to the local like, fight pub. Seen a lot of they would hate them. a lot of funny videos popping up on Twitter recently of a uh, load of people um, boycott, like protesting against uh, the trans and the drag. You know the um, yeah, like the drag book things. There's suddenly a lot of like absolute Doyle Nazis will turn up with black hoods on and stuff. And then people just rip the hoods off, and then they absolutely, they absolutely panic. Oh, yeah. They panic yeah. so much. You think, just stand by it. If you're going to be a Nazi, just be a Nazi. Yeah. Like, you can't half heart it. It's like the KKK, just like, oh, we'll wear a mask though. No, if yeah, you're going to be, if you're going to be, if you're going to make such a big bull political statement, if you're going to push your face to it, free speech as well. Oh, it's free speech. I'm allowed to do this. Well, stand by it then. <laughs> no, yeah, coward, idiot. Anyway, what's the score? Six point five. Six point five puts it joint twenty six with Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> what a combo! <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a combo! You see the uh, resemblance. Two films yeah. on the chopping block. Go on then, Basket Case and Nightbreed. Uh, you press your little button there. I cast thee back to hell. <laughs> I cast thee back to hell. <laughs> I cast thee back to hell. Is it even worth doing it? Because I, I know what yous aren't going to pick. Basket case isn't going this week. Not no. on my, not on my dollar. Right. Moonhead, can unbelievable. Go. What so, would you do? Have you seen Basket Case? I've not seen. Either oh, of you're getting watched. No, it's brilliant. No. It's absolutely brilliant. Basket Second case. Second one's coming up soon, listeners. Basket case stays for one more week. Oh, he'll be staying next week. So gonna, whatever it is next week is getting a one from me. Night breed. <laughs> I cast the back. Yeah. Very okay. good. Well, if you are a neo-Nazi and want to send some hateful comments in our in our box, hey, I'll find out where you live, you, and I'll come smash your windows in. Uh, send all we your hate mail to at Paul Dickinson on Twitter. No, uh, <laughs> at 100horrors uh, on, on Facebook, X, and uh, Instagram. So you can send us all your messages there. If you want to contribute, lots of people have been getting in touch saying, like, how do I get my, uh, what would I say at the funeral on the show? Um, you send it into the uh, the socials and well only send it to Instagram, Instagram. and um, if it's good enough it'll make the cut um, thank you everyone for listening do join us next week when we'll be discussing hang on got anything to uh, anything oh, sorry, to write anything to plug Josh anything to plug yeah just Josh kicking people around the world yeah 101 kicks around the world Sky 101 yeah. old yeah, the, women that I've kicked the yeah. pilot will be on Sky Art yeah Good. Thank you. Thanks for yeah, that. Thank you. Keep, keep, keep going. Going. Um, hope everything goes well in your new life abroad. And we'll come. We'll come visit you. Yeah, hundred horrors of Amsterdam. Hundred horrors or two. Yeah, that'd be yeah, brilliant. That would, yeah, that would be brilliant. Do it from a coffee shop. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, that would be fantastic. We'll do it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Join us next week when we'll be discussing the Amityville horror. Bye. Hi, one. Nazi punk. Get lost. This has been 100 Horrors. Thank you for listening.